got it bumping. I tote that Bible, y'all tote that steel. I don't need your worldly weapons, cause I spiritually kill. Hey, I tote that Bible, y'all tote that steel. I don't need your worldly weapons, cause I spiritually kill. Hey, spiritually kill, spiritually kill. I don't need your worldly weapons, cause I spiritually kill. Spiritually kill, spiritually kill. I don't need your worldly weapons, cause I spiritually kill. Coming fresh up out the jungle, haters told me I'm a stumble. God told me I'm a young king, rumble, lion, rumble. We can tussle if you wanna. I'd rather hit the hustle. All my homies call me coach. I'm the leader of the huddle. Lifted by the hand of God, I'm just a piece inside the puzzle. A piece without a muzzle. Try to lead them out the struggle. You believe it when you see it. My demons start to shudder. They tell them get to stepping. Boy, don't make me put this weapon. That's the theme song of the Jake Taylor Jacobs uh, winning in business show. Listen, if you're new to this show, let me tell you something. Um, <clears throat> this is the newest show on the Brother Ben X. Uh, what's going on? What's going on? This is newest show on the Brother Ben X uh, network. This is Jake Taylor Jacobs, his business partner. We're going to be talking about winning in business. And if you all don't know who I am, my name is Jake Taylor Jacobs. As I said it before, I currently manage and run two seven uh, two seven figure business, a multi million dollar conglomerate conglomerate that I built from scratch. Um, and we did it without borrowing money from the bank. We did it debt free. So you want to learn how to build business. You want to learn how to win in business. Uh, this is definitely a place that we're going to be able to do it. I'm going to be able to show it with you. Uh, as I said, Brother Ben X is my podcast. So if you're looking on the Brother Ben X on YouTube, Brother Ben X Network on new t- YouTube, looking on Brother Ben X on Facebook. This is also going to be on the Brother Ben X podcast. This is our newest show, Winning in Business, where I'm going to be breaking down how to scale and develop and grow your business from scratch and, and get to a position where you never have to borrow money from the bank. <clears throat> so. Those of you guys that are watching on, on Instagram, y'all know exactly how I do. Put the fire in the symbol if you guys are ready for the class today. And <clears throat> here's the biggest thing for the Facebook and the YouTube. Let me tell you something. I've been giving free game every single day, every morning or every evening on Instagram, really teaching people how to be able to build, scale, and grow their business. I give free game. Now, one of the biggest things that I do on Instagram, I delete it after I give game and after I teach. A lot of people have been asking, how come I'm not saving the lives? How come I'm not saving the game? And I said, okay, listen. So me and BX got together. We said, we're going to go ahead and make it a show. Uh, So it's winning in business. You're going to see it. I'm going to go live on the platforms, get used to my face. You guys can go to Brother Ben X podcast, go to Brother Ben X Instagram and see that we've been doing business for a very, very long time. So anybody that knows me know uh, I'm going to be giving game, game, game. Uh, so you better get familiar because I'm about to be giving game and be teaching you exactly how to scale and grow your business. And so for some of you guys, like I said, that don't know me, my name is Jake Taylor Jacobs. You can look me up. I've been in YouTube. I'm a, a Forbes business. I'm on a Forbes business council. I'm on a Yahoo Finance top 30 entrepreneurs in America. Number uh, top top financial strategists. Uh, top financial strategists in the world. Uh, I've been in uh, Medium. I've been in all these other platforms and in uh, in in news article news platforms to be able just to. I mean, you know, some people need that to be able to prove that somebody is viable. So you can look me up, Jake Taylor Jacobs, on all uh, through Google me. What they say, you can Google me. You'll be able to see uh, some of my stat lines there. And one of the biggest things that I'm very very appreciative of is that I built a multi million dollar conglomerate with my team. 
But we built it from scratch, never borrowing money from the bank, never leveraging money from the bank, never even taking an investment. So we've never taken an outside investment in order to be able to grow and scale our companies. What I began to realize that there are a lot of minority businesses that have no idea how to manage, grow and scale a business. And we've been taught and brought up in society to think that we always have to depend on the bank and depend on other outside investors in order for us to be successful. So I am a truly a story about coming out the mud. I'm truly an example of God using somebody and somebody submitting to the will of God to make sure that I can be able to show people exactly how you can build a debt-free business. Not only are we debt-free, we have 13 full-time staff members, five part-time, so we have 19 uh, staff team members here at our headquarters and also uh, abroad um, virtually uh, that are all black um, giving back to the minorities. We hire blacks. We don't do VAs. We give back into the community by giving opportunities for people to be able to grow and scale and develop within our organization. So this is somebody that's not talking from, you know, uh, the side of the street. This is somebody that's not talking, you know, from his mama's house. This is somebody who's actually done it. I'm vetted. I'm proven. And I want to come and give you guys free game, free value, and literally just give you as much game as I can to be able to help you be able to achieve all the things that you need to be able to achieve. Got it? Listen, it's about to go. Some of you guys that know me, it's about to go. Okay, listen. So today I want to talk about something that's extremely important on this new winning in business because I want to give you actionable items, actionable steps that you can actually apply into your life and apply into your business. And one of the biggest things that I want us to understand is that the word of God, it tells us that the greatest among us will be a servant of all. And the greatest among us will be a servant of all just simply tells us one thing, that the greatest business owners know exactly how to serve in order to get what they want, to get what they need to be. And a lot of us think that business is not like that. A lot of us think that business is about manipulation. A lot of us think that business is about, you know, being slick or being sly, but there is a way to run a righteous business. And I want to teach you exactly how to build a righteous business by offering a service that's not only undeniable, but you're putting yourself in a position to where people actually want to buy your products. They want to buy it. So press the number one if you're ready to get some sauce or get some game uh, on today's class so that you can be able to get some game. Press the number one if you're ready to go. Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. Uh, let, let's see it. Let's see. Press the number one if you're ready for game today. If you're ready for some real actionable items that you can be able to take. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest things that I teach, one of the biggest things that I teach, especially to our, our students um, within our academy, our business and finance academy, one of the things that I teach is that uh, God told us in the word of God that we are supposed to be the lender, not the borrower. We're supposed to borrow from none. God also told us in the word of God that we would lend to many nations and borrow from none. God also told us in the word of God that never despise small beginnings. And a lot of a lot of the problems that I see, especially coming coming into a business, is that a lot of us, a lot of us find ourselves in peculiar situations because we do not do right by doing the right thing. And what I mean by that, we put ourselves in situations and we go and borrow and we go and borrow money. We go go and put stuff into perspective and we never really learn how to sell. We never really learn how to offer a product. We never really learn how to put ourselves in a position of authority so that people can be able to buy our products from us. That's the biggest thing that I see uh, when it comes to when it comes to the biggest problem that we have is that people do not know how to offer their products in a way so that nobody so that people will be able to want to buy products so that people want to be able to buy products from us long term. So we got to be able to deal with some of these things. And so when it comes to closing, one of the biggest things. Oh, by the way, 
I'm going to be giving game. So you might as well get a pen and a pad. I'm not coming here to play with you. I come here to give you as much value as you can, as much game as you can, as I can. Because here's one thing. If you're going to be waste, uh, spending time or investing time to hear somebody that some of you guys may not know, and some of you guys know I give game every day, if you're coming to invest time to see exactly what this guy is talking about, the best thing for you to do is to be able to take a pen and pad to see if the tips I give you, you can actually apply it into your life. And that's what I want to make sure that you do. So when it comes to actually offering your product or service, a lot of us want to get into entrepreneurship, and you think that entrepreneurship is just about borrowing money from the bank. It's just about getting investors. But we have to understand one thing. Success in business is getting a consumer to buy your product or good. Listen, success in business. Success in business is about getting people, your consumer, to want to buy your product, good or service. Listen, that's all it is. It's no arithmetic. There's no there's no uh, tricking. There's no uh, pushback. There's no manipulation. It is literally how can I offer my product or service to a public or to a marketplace that they actually want to buy? It? And this is the thing that most of us struggle with. And this is the reason why most of us find ourselves in positions that don't allow for us to be able to expand or scale because we don't have this thing. We got a great idea. God gave us the most beautiful vision that we can imagine, but it's hard for us to get that idea, put it into a product and then sell it to people to want them to actually want to buy it. That's one of the biggest things that we struggle with. And we have to put ourselves in a position to what? To to so that we can learn so that we can learn how to offer our products and services to people. But the but but I said there's 11 steps. But let me just start with a precursor. Right. Number one, you have to believe in what you're offering. Put that in the chat. You have to believe in what you're offering. Put that in the chat. Put that in the chat right now. I have to believe in what I am offering. If you do not believe in the product or service you're offering, you're not going to be able to put yourself in a position to, for people to come and buy your product. So if you know your product inherently in your heart, you know your product trash, you're not going to want to defend that product into the public. You're not going to want to give your product out there and sell your product if you truly in your heart know that it's not above board. If you truly believe and you know that it's not up to standard, you have to put yourself in a position of authority to know that the product that I am offering, I truly believe in it. And I truly think that it is the best in the marketplace. Because what will happen if you do not believe in your product, people can tell in how you deliver the product to the public, especially if you have a conscience. If you have a conscience, you have a heart, you have a soul, you have an internal ticker that tells you what is good versus what is not good. If you do not put yourself in a position of authority, what can happen is you're not going to be able to allow for yourself to add value to the marketplace in the way that you could. So in this show, Winning uh, in Business, this is season one, episode one of the Brother Ben, Brother ben X Network on the Brother Ben X podcast and also my podcast and platforms as well. This is something that I really want you guys to get that we're going to be talking about 11 steps, 11 steps, tips to closing a sale, 11 tips to closing a sale. You got to believe in your products, services, systems or goods, or you will not be able to go out there and compare. 
These are precursors to the 11 steps. That's one. And the second precursor to the 11 steps, which is not a part of 11 steps, is not only do I believe in the product, but do I know the marketplace? Too often do minorities start businesses. And guess what we do, family? We underestimate the market. You know what the first thing we do? We say, I know ain't nothing out here like this. Well, how do you know that there is nothing out here like this? If you don't research the market to know if there's something else like this. And we begin to say, I know ain't nothing like this. Don't. And if it is true, if there is not a product or service that is out there like your product or service, now you got a problem. You don't even know if the people want it. Because what do we do typically when we start a business? Because you wanted it, you think that the other people in the world may want it. And even just because you want the product or service, it doesn't mean the market is going to want your product or service, which is really why, which is really why we struggle with our businesses. Because you believe that the product is good. You believe that the service is amazing. But when you open it and put it into the marketplace, because you didn't do your due diligence and study the market, the market don't want the product that you're offering. And what do you say? Man, the market hating on me. Man, people don't really understand the value of what I'm giving. Man, these people, man, these people don't really know what they talking about. Uh, these people really don't, you know what I mean? They don't care about the product, service, or system. They this, 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 and that. And you're not listening to the people who want to buy your product. So guess what you do? You say, I know what the deal is. What I need to do, I need to go to the bank. And when I go to the bank, what's going to happen is they're going to give me money for my product or service because I just need to see more people. It's not the fact that you need to see more people. It's that people don't want your stuff. That's why it's hard for you to sell it. And not only do people not want your stuff, you don't even believe it's that valuable in the marketplace. This is something that we deal with in minority businesses because we don't do as much research as we can to determine if the market actually wants your product, good or service. We don't know. We just out here slanging and selling products and services, slanging and selling products and services. And we wondering why we 20 year entrepreneurs and we never made more than 50,000, 30,000, 20,000 dollars in a year, more than a side business. So what we got to do, we got to really analyze, do the people really want our products? Do the people really want the services? Do the people really want what I have or is my ego involved and I don't want to listen to the market and I'm going to tell the market what they need? That's the worst place to be in business. The word of God says the greatest among us will be a servant of all. So to be a good servant, you have to serve people what they need, not what you want. Oh, I'm talking. And a lot of us start businesses serving people what we want, not what they need, what they desire. And that's why we struggle in business. So we got to deal with that. So not only do you have to trust your product, service or good, but you have to put yourself in a position of authority to understand that the marketplace has to also want your product, service or good. Because guess what? If they do not want it, you will not get paid. And what we typically do when we don't get paid, you know what happens? We go to the bank. We say, I need to put money on ads. 
I need to put more money on this. I, I need to go borrow $50,000, $100,000 from the bank so that I can be able to expand and grow my business. This is one thing that you don't understand about the bank. The, the, the commercial banking system cannot function without customers putting money in the bank. So the very bank that you're going to for third party funding, you can go to its source, which is the people. Jake, what you mean? Jake, what you mean? I got you. I got you. The bank cannot function without people. Yes. The bank needs people in order to survive. Yes. So that means that the bank has to go find customers the same way you have to go find customers, which is why some banks have more money to lend and other banks have less money to lend because it depends on the amount of customers that are giving money to them in the system. So why would I spend more time, six months to a year, two years, to try to get funding from a bank when I can go directly to the bank's source and sell my product directly to their source and not have to pay interest back on borrowed money. Think about it. Think about it. Really, really, really think about it. Really think about that. We spend so much time borrowing money from the bank and trying to figure out how to get funding from a bank. And we never learn the simple strategies of offering the product to the very people that the banks use to grow their business. The bank cannot function without people putting money in it. It's the same with a business. A business, a business cannot function without people purchasing their products, services, or goods. So why would I go to a third party when I can go directly to the source? I just have to get good at offering my product, service, or good directly to the source. That's what I got to do. And so now that I have clarity in the marketplace to know if people actually wants my product. Now that I have now that I have uh, 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 um, um, confidence to know and believe in my product. Well, how can you get confidence in your product? You can only get confidence in your product if you know that the market needs it. You can only get confident in your product if you know that the market needs it. Well, how do you know if the market needs it? Write this down. Write this down. I haven't even gotten to the 11 steps of selling a product. I'm still in the precursor. I came in giving game. Listen, here it is. Y'all ready? Here it is. How do you know if the people that you're trying to reach actually want your product? You test it. There are three phases to launching a business or a product or a service. And a lot of us open business and we open products and we don't launch products and launch businesses. Jake, what do you mean? A lot of us started our business like this. You went to the county clerk. And when you went to the county clerk, what did you do? You say, hey, I want to start a business. You went to the county clerk. You got your EIN. You got your stuff in order. Then you said, guess what? I'm a business owner. And then when, from, from now you're a business owner and you go on what? Now you go and buy products and services and now you expect people to come patron your business. 
and you never tested your product. Before I even had an LLC, I was I was testing my product service or system to be able to determine if the people actually want what I'm trying to offer. You got to get good at launching products and services and businesses, not opening. And the number one reason why people fail in business is because you open your business. You just you just flip the open sign and say, "Okay, my friends and family are just supposed to come and support me. And that's the start. No, you got to open up just like a restaurant. Have you asked yourself? Have you asked yourself this? This is this is this is this is this is how this is what you got to ask yourself. Right. And when you ask yourself, this is what you got to ask yourself. You ready? Here it is. How do we know how good a movie is before the movie comes out? How does a restaurant have reviews before the restaurant opens? You want to know how? Because they've already tested to see if the product or movie is acceptable in the marketplace. Rotten Tomatoes. Typically, what do we do? We look at the trailer. What are trailer? Trailers are teasers. Oh, so in my business, I got to have my product, services, and goods. I got to start teasing the market, giving little samples to get feedback on if they actually want the product or services and start getting critique in reviews just on the samples. Oh my gosh. You ain't got to have $50,000 to make a couple of uh, samples to see if people actually like and enjoy your product service or good. See the art of launching a product service, good or system. You got to have the ability to understand how to get people to test your product, tell you what you need to change before you launch your product. That's why we have so many failed businesses because you started your business with an idea and you didn't start your a business with data. I'm talking already. I'm teaching already. If you ain't caught it, I don't know. There, there are people that charge five, ten thousand dollars for this free game I'm giving you. Listen, listen. You got to understand this. Uh, ask yourself this, right? Beyonce, uh, Beyonce say, um, that that with Destiny's Child, they used to sing songs. Listen, they used to sing songs in shopping marts. They used to sing songs at the mall. They used to sing songs at at at, at, at talent shows. They used to sing shows songs uh, on the spot. They used to sing. What 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 was Destiny Child doing? They were fine-tuning their sound until the people were able to accept them and say, oh, that's it. But a lot of us, when we come into business, we just come into business and you get mad when you get judged because when you come into the marketplace, the market don't care that you're testing. So if you come into the marketplace and act like you got it figured out, they going to treat you like you got it figured out. So if you if you if you ain't. If, if you ain't if you ain't testing the market and teasing the market and and, and 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 trying to see what the market wants, you're never going to know. This is why you got some artists that be mad. Man, I know my sh fire. I know my album hot. And people just hating on me. No, the people don't want it. 
They're not saying that you're not a good lyricist. Notice what they're saying. They say, hey, yo, bro, I like your lyrics. I just don't like that. You like, yo, you don't trust my sound. No, you got to give the people what they want. You got to give the people what they want. You got to give them what they want. There's a certain thing that they like. Why do y'all think Drake been on fire? I don't care what you think. Drake been on fire since he got in the industry. Why? Because he knows how to give his lyrics and put it in the sound that the people at the time want to hear. So you got to test your market. Now, watch this. This is what's called a beta lunch. What's a beta lunch? A beta lunch is when you know you're going to lose money, but you're trying to get the critiques. What do you mean? See, when a movie comes out, right? And they invite some, they invite some of the, they invite some of the close-knit people in the industry. They don't invite celebrities yet. When the movie comes out, they invite the, the, the closest people in the industry. And they know, and they, and they treat them. They give them free food. They give them free wine. They give them, they lace it out. They make it an event because they're trying to get an understanding of what they see. And if they, if everybody in the audience is like, yo, I don't like that ending. Every movie has a couple of endings. They say, okay, they don't like that ending. Let me add this ending. And then they bring people back. Oh, I like that ending. Then they bring people back. Oh, I love that ending. So they know the transitions they need to make for the final ending. So after they get through the beta lunch, in the beta lunch, write this down. You will not be profitable in your beta lunch. A lot of us are trying to start a business immediately and be profitable. You can't start a business immediately and be profitable. You got to slow that thing down a little bit. You got to be willing to test and tease the market, give samples so that people can know. Hey, listen, 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 a beta lunch. The only thing you're trying to do in a beta lunch is to gather data. Write that down. The only thing that you're trying to do in a beta lunch is to gather data. The only thing that you're trying to do. In a beta lunch is to gather data on what people like versus what they don't like, which is worth all the money in the world. So in your mind, you're thinking like, yo. In your mind, you're thinking like, yo. I'm losing money, but I'm saving money because I was just about to go to the bank and get an investor's money for one hundred thousand dollars on this plate, on this movie when they don't even like it. So why would I go and get a hundred thousand for a bank to put down on this product or service and the market don't like it? Now I'm in debt to a bank and the bank don't care if the market didn't like my product. So it's better for you to what? It's better for you to test the market. To figure out what they like before you double down on the market. So a beta lunch, the only thing that you're trying to do is gather data. That's it. When you open a restaurant, the first people you invite to the restaurant isn't the community. You invite your family and friends. Why? Because you want them to embrace the culture, see what you're doing and give you positive and honest feedback before you get exposed to the people. So now what's happening now? What am I doing? So now what? So now what's happening now? What I'm doing now that I'm testing the market. Now that I'm feeling my space, now I'm kind of doing my thing. Now I'm like, OK, 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 OK. I understand the game. I, I know what I want to do. All right. So this is what we're going to do now that I understand the market. And now that I know what I'm going to do now, I do. I went through this beta lunch. I lost money in the beta lunch, 
But I got so much data. Can I tell y'all the truth? Can I tell y'all the truth? Um, With the ABS Institute, our business and finance academy, me and Brother Ben X's business and finance academy, I started the ABS Institute. It was considered the School of Transformation. I started it three years ago in 2017. I gave free business game and I gave people free access to the School of Transformation for three years because I was collecting data. I was collecting data. When me and BX partnered in February of 2020 to relaunch the A of the Transformation School, School of Transformation, and turn it into the ABS Institute, we've done, we've done seven figures in seven months. We've done seven figures in seven months. So let me ask you a question. Is it because, is it because we're just that good? Or that maybe I was doing three years of data testing and Brother Ben X was doing 10 years of data testing in the marketing world to know exactly what people wanted. So when people like, damn, Jake, you went three. Would you go three years of collecting data to make seven figures in seven months yourself? Well, would you do that? And we did that without ever. We have not paid one dollar in ads. We have not done Facebook ads. We have not done Instagram ads. We have not. We ain't paid no ads. All organic. How many of you press the number one? If you will go three years of giving something for free. To get seven months of seven figures. That wasn't luck. That, that, that wasn't that wasn't. Oh, Allah, God was with him. This is gathering data, gathering names, and then marketing directly to the data you get. Absolutely. Lambar Associates, no ads. We have yet to pay for ads yet. So the game I'm giving you, I'm not giving you a game or a strategy. Y'all listen, I started this company with no car. In my pawpaw's uh, uh, extra room with no money. And no credit, so I couldn't borrow money. So how were we able to build a multi-million dollar corporation, never borrowing money from the bank? So clearly there is something that I am trying to teach you that I want you to understand. So what we got to do, we got to pull back and slow down. The reason why a lot of us are so frustrated with our business start is because you have unrealistic expectations on a business that's going to take some time to develop. You trying to become a millionaire overnight versus being a millionaire for the rest of your life. Are you listening to me? You're trying to become a millionaire overnight versus being a millionaire for the rest of your life. Because you're trying to reach some asset, uh, so you're trying to reach some number that somebody else told you was the standard of success. And now you're like, I got to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. And you ain't even became a hundred thousand there. You ain't even became a 50,000 there. So, so, so now you're putting pressure, unrealistic pressure on your business. Now you're putting unrealistic pressure on your business and unrealistic pressure on yourself when you never done the due diligence in the beginning to guarantee your success long term.
So we get into the colors. We go get the logo. We go get the website. You 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 go get you go get you know you go get the aesthetics. You go get the apparel. You go get the business cards, and you go get all that stuff, and you still ain't even tested the market to know if they're gonna want your shit. You go get you go you go waste all your money on that stuff <laughs> and you don't even know if people want it. So now you're frustrated and you're mad at your results when you didn't even give yourself a fair chance in the beginning. The number one reason why people say business owners say the reason that they fail is because they lacked resources. No, you don't lack resources. You lack resourcefulness. And you're trying to be somebody you not. You lack being resourceful, not resources. Man, if the bank gave me more money, bro, the bank go to the same people you go to to get products from, to sell your products to. The bank goes to the very same people that you go to. They go to the public. They go to the people. You just don't know how to do it. I'll talk about beta lunch, pre-lunch, a full-out lunch. Actually, the beta lunch, pre-lunch, full-out lunch is in our course, Purpose to Profit. Um, um, uh, uh, it's in our course, Purpose to Profit. So if you go to theabsfirm.com, you can register for Purpose to Profit, or you can go to p2profit.com, p2profit.com, p, the number two, profit.com, and register in Purpose to Profit, and we'll teach you those three steps. So, But, but those are preliminaries. Notice, I gave y'all game. And I'm not even on today's lesson. I gave y'all so much. I gave y'all a bunch of game. I'm not even on today's lesson yet. Not even on today's lesson yet. So let's get into the lesson. Those are all things that you need. When we get to that. And then we got the 11, 11 tips to closing a sale. What I'm looking at right here is the blueprint that I wrote for my company. Y'all see this? This is the blueprint. Y'all see this? It's the same logo as here. This is the blueprint that I wrote for, I wrote for my company. Every single thing that I do that I've done in success, I can repeat it over and over again. You want to know why? Because I wrote it down. I wrote it down. This is the blueprint I'm teaching from. No, it's not for sale. So let's talk about this. Write this down. The number one, the number one tip, number one tip of 11, the number one tip. The number one tip. In closing a sale. Is that you have to treat every prospect like a buyer. Write that down. You have to treat every prospect like a buyer. Now, here's the deal. We have to understand that prospecting is filtering. You are scaling to see if they're a good fit for you and your business. But you don't know 
if they're a good fit for you and your business if you don't know the data of exactly who your customer is. A lot of people start business and they say, hey, listen, who's your, you, if I were to say, who's your target audience? Like, who are you marketing to? Everybody. It's simple. What's your, my product for everybody. Anybody that wants shoes, anybody that won't clothes, like I'm selling to everybody. You got to, you got to have a, this is, this is, this is the mindset, right? You say, well, if I make it small and I get too specific, I can miss out on all these other sales. Well, you ain't getting all these other sales. So you need to focus on a type of person that best fits your product, service, or system. There are billions of people in the world. There are billions of people in the world. So you got to understand me narrowing down to offering my product, service, or system to a specific type of person. It does not take away from my authority and my success. It literally makes me focus on one thing, one type of person. What do you mean by that, Jake? When you when you're trying to target everybody. You're like a squirrel that's looking at every tree for the nuts. Like, oh, I'm going to go this one. I'm going to go this one. I'm going to go this one. But when you're targeting one type of person, you're like a pit bull that locked on on his target. They say when a lion locks in on his target, it is it is hard for the lion to lose the scent of his target. It is hard for a lion to lose the scent of his target. Why? Because there are too many distractions when you for everybody. Think about a lion that's hunting and say, I want every gazelle that passed me. No, the lion is looking for a specific gazelle because they know exactly how to target that uh, the gazelle, how to trap that gazelle, because that's a specific thing. So. Prospecting. It's not going and selling everyone you see. Prospecting is treating everybody like a potential buyer and then filtering them, filtering them to see if they fit who your company wants to market to. Filtering them to see who your company, who best fits your company's product, service or good. So you can't just write somebody off. And, 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 and guess what, y'all? Saying that, hey, listen, I market to black people. You know how many black people there are in the world? What type of black person? What do they do? What income do they make? What's their income bracket? You can't say I market to black people, but I got a premium product or service. Well, there are black people that are trying to figure out how they're going to eat today. So you, they can't be in your market. If you're selling a $500 product, it can't be somebody that just went to the, a pawn shop to pawn some stuff to turn the lights on. You can't just say, uh, listen, I'm a black business and and I, I'm my business for the people. Shoot, I'm just I'm just for the people. You know, my business for the community is for the culture It's for black people. No, okay. You are you are marketing to black people. What type of black person? Well, are you are you marketing to a single mom? Are you marketing to a single dad? Why is that important? Because they have different thinking patterns. 
What's important to a single mom versus a single full-time dad? They got two separate understandings of thinking. What's important to a husband and a wife is different than somebody who's single with no responsibility. Who, who exactly are you targeting? Who exactly are you focusing on? Okay, they're black. Okay, they're black. What, what, what else? They're not only black, but they are married. Okay. So that lets you know that your brand is not focused on black people who are anybody. You're focused on black people that are married. Okay. Black people that are married. Hmm. Okay, I got black people that are married. What type of black person that's married? You're looking at somebody that's fresh married. You're looking at somebody that's 80 years old. You're looking at somebody who, you know, who who just started their career. Are you looking at black people that are married? Uh, 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 that 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 you know j- that just retired. Are you looking for black people that are married that got kids under 10? Are you looking because in every stage, their thinking is different. What a black, what what a family, in just any family, what a husband and wife, what a husband and wife is looking to attain when they first get married is different than what they're looking to attain when they're 60 years in a game together. All their kids are grown. So you can't come to somebody that is 60 years in the game. All their kids are grown and talk about, hey, you want a college plan? I got products for your kids going to college. I, I got kids. I, I got kids. I got kids. You know, I got products that's for your kids. They like, bro, my kids 40. They got kids. So, OK, what demographic? So are you just going to say black people? Why just black people? Is that a specific reason? Or are you saying that you're building a business for the community because you think that's going to make your sales easier? Uh Oh, Uh oh. Let's pull back some layers. Are you saying that you're building a black business for the black community to make your sales easier? If you don't notice that the black community are a harsher community. A lot more judgmental, less friendly. So why? Okay, so you know your demographic. Okay, what what about income? What is that black family that's in a household? What type of income do they make? Well, what type of income do they make? It's very different because a family that is married with young kids that make $50,000 together. It's different mentality in a family that is married at the same age that have young kids that bring home $200,000 a year together. Those are two different types of thinking. Those are two different types of people. Those are two different types of mindsets. So we got to decide. Okay, less than 40,000 a year. That means that your price points can't be premium if your families you're trying to reach where the household brings home 40,000 a year. 
That means that the husband and wife bring home 20,000 a year together. So you can't be selling a $500,000 product to a family that's coming from a $40,000 household unless it's an educational product. Teach them how to make more money. Do y'all see where I'm going? That's why we have to treat every prospect like a buyer and filter the, the prospects out to determine if they're the right buyer for you. Say you got a digital marketing company. You want people to pay you $5,000 a month. Well, you're taking your five, four or $5,000 a month to a company that's in debt, that's not profitable, that makes less than $100,000 a year. So you go into a six-figure company offering four to $5,000 a month. Y'all know six figures is $8,333 a month. So you're telling me that you want to take $4,000 a month and leave the company with $4,300 a month because you're a marketer. This is what happens when you say, I want to sell to all black businesses. Okay. Well, you got a black business that just started and a black business that's a billion dollar company. Tell me what? Because the needs of a startup company is different than the needs of a billion dollar company. The needs of a $10 million company is different than the needs of a $100,000 company. So we got to determine what value that we're going to bring and what market that we're going to market our product and service to. All of this makes sense. But when you say, hey, I got a service, I'm marketing to all businesses. But then you got a price point that doesn't fit the business you're marketing to. There is no way a startup company can afford bringing you on as a consultant for $10,000. They trying to eat. They can't afford $10,000. But a million dollar company that's profitable can. Am I making sense? Am I making sense to everybody? So when I'm building up this pipeline and I'm trying to figure out who my prospects are, the, the reason why the beta in the pre-launch is important is because you need to be collecting data so you don't spend five or 10 years trying to figure out your customer and you can figure it out sooner versus wasting money to figure it out. So after I treat my every prospect like a buyer, I can determine who fits us or not. I'll give you an example. There was one customer, everybody know with the ABS firm. Um, uh, we're a three company conglomerate. We have the ABS uh, brokers, which is our financial insurance institute, uh, insurance company. We have the ABS Institute, which is our business and finance consulting company. And then we have the ABS firm where we give high level business consult uh, con consultation to uh, companies that are doing uh, uh, over $250,000 net profit. They're profiting $250,000 a year. Um, these are the type of tier companies that we utilize. So we had a person that we offered that we we're going to charge $50,000 for consulting. And they were going to pay it and they wanted to pay it, but they weren't in the bracket that we want that want, wanted them to be. Why? Because we knew if we took that service that customer is not profitable enough to pay us $50,000 and to let us do our job. So at that moment, this is what you would do. Because you don't know your customers and your clients, you would take the $50,000 because you're more consumed and concerned with the revenue you make versus finding the perfect client so that you can make that revenue consistently. We have another customer and client that was going to pay us $25,000 for our consultation service to be able to implement our system into their smaller company.
But the problem is, is that we didn't see our system working for the environment that they had. They got mad that we denied service to them because they said they can write us a $25,000 check like that. Well, we have to deny the service. Why do we have to deny the service? Because you do not fit the scope of the type of customer and client that is best feasible for the product and service and system that we offer. But if you don't know your market, you don't know how to walk away from bad deals. That's what causes us to get bad reviews. This is what causes us to put ourselves in bad. This is why the Better Business Bureau, we got bad ratings. This is why when people work with you, they hate working with you because you want to take every dollar because you don't know the market that's perfect for your product, service, and system. All of these things are important when you're trying to teach the prospect like a buyer. So every prospect needs to go to, through some type of filtering process. The, the larger the money, the longer the filtering process. The smaller the money, the shorter the filtering process. However, that you, you, need, to, you need to figure that out. The second tip to closing a sale, the second tip to closing a sale is that we always you got to always know that you can come to an agreement. Always know that you can come to an agreement. You got to create a win win. How does it benefit you and your client? How can you get something uh, from your client to know what to do better and figure out what you can do to come to an agreement? Everything is negotiable. Everything. So if a client came to me and say, Jake, listen, I'll pay. Listen, I'll pay a, a ten thousand dollars. Say, say, say they was going to pay me ten thousand dollar cash, but they didn't want to pay. the You know, the, they didn't want to pay for something else. Everything is negotiable. So, OK, you don't want to pay for the uh, no refundable deposit, but you want to pay the ten thousand dollars. This is what we'll do. Because you don't want to pay the deposit, now that puts us more at risk. So here are some things that we can alter. You can always come up with a with a uh, uh, um, a counter offer. Excuse me. You can always come up with a counter offer. You can always throw in something. I remember when I used to. Uh, I remember when I used to um, sell tennis shoes. I swear, I promise you, y'all. I remember when I used to sell tennis shoes at finish line when I was in college. And when I used to tell, sell tennis shoes, within the first week, I was the number one seller. I was I was I was outselling uh, a salesperson at finish line that's been there three years in the first week. And most people didn't understand. Every time my clients bought two, uh, two or three shoes, uh, uh, boxes of shoes, I will buy their socks in their in their uh, in their shoestrings for them. If they bought five shoes, I will buy the insoles for them. Why? Because my commission outweighed me paying for insoles, socks, and laces. Why? Because I believe that everything is negotiable. Everything is negotiable. So in step two, I said you can always come to an agreement. Well, okay, listen, if you buy these three shoes, what I'll do, I will pay for your insoles and your socks because I know what? The company is paying me double for insoles and sock sales. So even though I pay for the insoles, the company's really going to reimburse me uh, because they're paying double in commission. I'm going to get reimbursed for the, for the socks, but I'm also going to get the commission from the shoes. 
See, everything is negotiable, but you got to get your ego and pride out the way and ask yourself, do I want to sell this product to somebody or do I want to be such a stickler that I'm not willing to bend and move? Because if they are the right customer and the right client for you, they're going to always come back, which is exactly why I was the number one seller at Finish Line. Because those clients always came back to me because they said, hey, Jake, every time I go to another store, nobody takes care of me the way you do. Shoot, I knew $10,000 in sales at Finish Line when they do promotionals was $250 bonus. So I would come off $10 to make $250 bonus. Everything's negotiable. Number three, you always have to have and, and always maintain a positive demeanor. I hope y'all are writing notes. You always have to maintain a positive demeanor. Stay poised. Never allow anyone to, to feel like you need them. Nothing good comes out of that. Keep your composure. Number two was always know you can come to an agreement. Number two was always know that you can come to an agreement. Number three is always maintain a positive demeanor. Always maintain a positive demeanor. What do you mean by always maintain a positive demeanor? I never let clients or customers feel like we need them. You want to know why? Because when we built this company, I built this company as if everything could go wrong. When when y'all build companies, y'all build companies as if uh uh um y'all build companies as if everything can go right. Teeb Hagen said, "Work for yourself like you work for the man." I'm just saying. Yeah. A lot of people have been robbing the man. So when you go build your own business, you give your business the exact same thing you've been giving a man. Trash effort. Trash success. Trash work ethic. And you take what you've been doing for the man and you transfer that over to your business and act like you're going to get a different result. You lazy, bro. You lazy, sis. So exactly what you gave the man is exactly what you're going to do with your business, which is why it takes people's businesses so long to get in gear because you realize you lazy. So number three is you always got to have a positive de a demeanor. So I never I never make anybody feel like I need them. I'm going to give you an example. When I first built my insurance firm. Oh, absolutely, T. Uh, T. Hagen's professionalism for sure, bro. For sure, bro. For sure. Listen. So this is what I this is what I did when I built my insurance firm, my insurance agency. The first month, I think maybe forty five days. The first forty five days. Um, the first forty five days, I literally, um. All I did was collect names. And every time I was setting an appointment, I was telling them, hey, listen, I'm busy, man. I'm booked. Y'all, I was broke as hell. I was broke as hell. But I knew if I took the appointment and I got the sale that day and I didn't build up my catalog, I knew I would be looking for another sale tomorrow. And I didn't want that. 
So what I did in the insurance industry, I was setting my appointments out 45 days and I told him I was busy. Why? Because everybody wants to work with a busy person. You said, where is this coming from, Jake? No, this is coming from my, my business blueprint. See, this is a listen. I told you I write down everything. Y'all see this blueprint? Never been sold before. There's only one copy. I got it. Zeno, I got it. It's here. It's mine. I'm, so if you want to wonder what I'm reading out of, I'm reading out of my book. Y'all see this logo? My book, the, the blueprint. Exactly what I used to teach my agents. So when it comes, listen. Um, I remember when I was starting my insurance agency, Zeno, and when I started my insurance agency, bro, I took, you know how most people get into insurance or real estate, they just try to go make sales. I took 45 days, bro. And I literally set out appointments when I met people 45 days later. And I was scheduling my appointments so I can be booked 45 days later and stay booked versus taking a sale closing, taking a sale and closing because you're always looking for the next meal. So what I did was I took my time because people want to work with busy people. Like, man, 45 days out. Oh, he must be good. I was broke. Bro, I was broke, bro. No, I'm talking about broke. I was, bro, listen. I, the, the, what I was drinking was water off of me. I was taking my sweat and drinking. I was broke. But I knew I tried to sell, sell, sell way before. It didn't work for me because I couldn't deal with the, the inconsistency. And in business, when you don't have a plan, we are inconsistent. And so your business coming from here, coming from there, coming from here, coming from there versus planning your appointments and projects out. So when I did that, bro, I made my first when I when I, I stopped. So I, I made my sales 45 days later and then 45 days later, I said, OK, I'm going to do it a different way because this shit ain't working for me. I, I, we, we did our first hundred and sixty eight hundred and fifty six or sixty eight thousand dollar month. We got hold, hold on. Let me see where my other phone can you go get my other phone. I want to get it. We did our first $158,000, $168,000 month in 2017. I was 26 at the time. I'm 29 now. In 20, 2016, I had my first uh, $100,000. I had my first $100,000 month. And it was because I took the time. Okay. It was because I took the time to actually build out my database first. And what happened was it, it made me more confident and when I went into appointments, I could walk away from deals. We're, we're talking about positive demeanor. I could, if they was giving me a hard time, I can be like, "No, nah, you ain't ready." Like, you ain't ready for this. I was like, "No, nah, you, I'm good. You, you, you ain't ready. It's fine. Reach out to me when you're ready. I got another appointment I got to go to." So I was able to position myself with authority because I already had other sales. So I didn't have to diminish my value because I could walk away from deals. The reason why it's hard for us to progress all the time and consistently move forward is because you need the deals. You need the money. You need that. And because you need it, you find yourself giving discounts and deals to people. You ain't got no business doing it. So let me show you this. Zeno, what's this say right here? Let's say October. What? Oh, hold on one second. This say, hold on. Let's say October what? October 23rd, 2017, right? Uh, that says that now what? 
Not let's say 9:46 a.m. When you look up here, what does that say also on the screen? So there's there's congruency, right? You scroll all the way down to the bottom. How much did we do this month, Zeno? One hundred sixty-two thousand four hundred five, and this was October twenty-third, twenty seventeen. Uh, can you at nine at nine? Oh shoot! Uh, this can't. This ain't. There's no way. Are you? You got me? Oh shoot! We can't. Can you, is there any way you can hold it close? Hold on, y'all. I'm gonna show y'all something. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still alive. If you can't zoom it, I can just show my Instagram people. Facebook and YouTube just going to have to believe it. So right here, let me show y'all on IG. Notice that say what? October 23rd, 2017. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know when you do a screenshot on uh on your on your iPhone, the dates don't change. That say October 23rd, 2017, 9:46. Notice it disappears. What's that say? 9.46 a.m. When we scroll all the way down to the bottom, when we scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see, you'll see right here where it says 2017, October, October 23rd, 20, uh, 2017, 2017, 162, $162,000. This is what I'm showing in right here. That was my first $100,000 month. This is my first $100,000 month. I actually like Zeno like this thing right here and then just keeping this different. I like I don't want to change that right there. I just want to keep Yeah. No, I'm talking about this uh the phone. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right. Cool. Um so so I'm I'm just showing y'all that, right? Did he say and so and so um and so keeping a positive demeanor. I never would have experienced my first $100,000 month if I didn't think and say, okay, what I'm doing ain't working. Me going, finding people every day and setting an appointment and closing, it makes me look thirsty. That's why we don't like going to the used car salesman. That's why we don't like going to the used car salesman because you're like, oh man, the used car salesman, they need a sale today. They, they need money today. And, and that's what makes us feel uncomfortable. And so when, when and so when I when I pushed everything back, I allowed myself to be uncomfortable for 45 days and I experienced my first hundred thousand dollar month. In 2017, I was 26. Some of us have never even made one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in a year. So I'm giving you practical uh, instructional instructional steps that will allow for you to think differently so that you can go get the results. So you got to always have a positive demeanor, but you can't have a positive demeanor if you're feasting famine every day. When you made a sale, you happy. We didn't get the sale the next day. You sad because you didn't spend your sale that day on some BS. And now you need the other sale to pay your bills. Oh, I'm talking. Number four, always smile no matter the outcome. Number four, always smile no matter the outcome. We want to keep smiling through the nose, the objections, the miscloses. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. Why do we want to keep smiling? We want to keep smiling because we want people to know that them telling us no ain't going to phase us. 
We want them to know that when they told us no, it ain't going to phase us. It ain't going to make us mad. It ain't going it ain't going to change our day. It ain't going to make us feel no type of way. You telling us no, it ain't no big deal. It's cool. It don't bother me. But how can you keep that smile if you know that that's your only appointment of the entire month and it's and it's the 20th day of the month and you got bills on the 1st? You can't keep no smile. You can't keep a smile. You can't think that way. Why can't you think that way? Because you're like, man, this is my only appointment all month. I got to close this. I got to close this. And then when they tell you, no, you hot. Bro, bro, you hot. And you're compromising your integrity now just to make a quick sale because you didn't do the due diligence and building up your portfolio and getting this, this influx of customers. That's why I love pre-selling and building up the pre-sale. Number four, that was number four. Number five, always treat a buyer like they can. Even if they can afford our services, start small. What I always say in insurance, in insurance, if people was like, yo, I can do $5,000 or, you know, or, or, or I can invest this much. I can do this. And I say, okay, you know, um, I know you can. But looking at your finances, it's saying something different. So let's just go with this number. And if you can really do this number, no big deal. We can always go up. We can always go up. And what happens, a lot of us, we like to scrape our clients clean. Oh, you want to get all of what the client can offer you and you leave them nothing for them to come back to you later. See, I'm a a proponent of just buy this $10 book today. Because in three months, you'll buy my $200 course. In three more months, you'll buy my $597 course. And in between time, you're in my $50 a month ABS weekly coaching tribe. And then and then you'll get my 1997 online digital real estate course. And then after that, you'll come back and then you'll get my $20,000, $50,000 business cons- uh, consultation and implementation of our system. And then you'll come back. Y'all see that? I'm a proponent of giving somebody something little offering them a smaller product because I would much rather know that they're going to come back later than to get everything up front and then and then gas them later. I think I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing else to get from them. I took it all up front and there's no way for you to build up a relationship with your customer or client because you took everything up front versus walking them through the process, which is why we're taking digital real estate out off and we're not allowing it to be to the public after october 1st digital real estate is leaving is not being offered to the public won't be offered at all you will have to go through purpose to profit first and complete purpose to profit to be able to get access to digital real estate that you're going to have to call and get access to why is that it's because we want to eliminate access to make you go through the process Start small. I know you want digital real estate, but we looked at the numbers and everyone is feeling overwhelmed. So maybe we need to start with purpose to profit first, help you find your product, service, or system. So when you get in digital real estate, you can expand what you built, not coming into digital real estate, not knowing what you have. Uh Uh-oh, I'm talking. You got to start small. Number six, always acknowledge the buyer. You got to remember, you are the specialist. Acknowledge all parties involved 
but really address the decision maker. A lot of re- a lot of you, because you got a relationship with the CEO, you build a relationship with the CEO, and you don't have any idea that the CEO goes through his accountant. So you say, oh, the CEO, he the boss man or she the boss man. And then you dismiss you dismiss the accountant and not knowing the accountant is the person you need to get close with. When, when you're making a sale and, and you talking to the you talking to the uh, to the husband, because you like, man, the husband, he the backbone of the house. If he say yes. But most people don't understand most and most most stable relationships, not all. Ladies, I know y'all y'all are income earners too, but in most relationships, the man makes the most majority of the money, but the woman controls the money. The man brings home the money, the woman controls the money. So to so to sell only to the man and never engage with the woman, you're missing a relationship or a contact with somebody that actually you need to be going to. Yes, the yes, the man makes the money, but you did not speak into the woman. Now she feels like you don't respect her and you lost your sale. Now you lost your sale. Now you now you lost your sale. Because you didn't acknowledge all of the buyers, all of the parties. It's so many times y'all I walk in and my friends. They dress better than me, right? But and I say this in all due respect, but my friends don't make more money than me. And and some of them even have nicer cars than me. But I'm more well off cuz I'm frugal. And we'll walk into a place and I got this on, right? They got a suit on. They coming out 2020. I'm talking about crazy stuff. I'm coming out my 2010 S550, real cool and relaxed, chilling. And they getting all the attention, Every everybody going to them. And then the one person that pay attention to me, say we're at a restaurant. I give them $100 and they not even my waiter because they paid attention to me. Now my waiter looking, looking, looking musty and dusty. And, I, and my waiter look, I said, what you frown for? Talk, get a tip from them. This person, they waited on me. When you left and you was taking them and you you forgot about me, this person took care of me. So I, so I gave them the tip because they worked for me. They worked hard for me. This is the this is the part where you're not acknowledging who the buyer could be because you're assuming who got the money and not trying to analyze who really can pay you. Uh-oh. You're assuming who has the money and you're not paying attention to using your eyes, seeing how people pay reverence to other people to determine who got the money. Most people don't know when my wife, my wife and I, we go out. If the waitress pays more attention to me, she gets less of a tip. If the waitress waits on my wife and also me, but she respects my wife and talks to my wife a little bit more but she respects me and acknowledges me, I give them more of a tip. Why? Because they understand and respect who's there. Acknowledge that. Number seven, always agree with the buyer. 
You got to be empathetic. You are a specialist to your client's needs. You got you got to you got to think about it. Think about it. You got to treat your customers and clients like investors because they are. How can your business function without your customer or client? So how would you treat an investor that comes up to you and says, hey, listen, I got a thousand dollars. I want to invest into your business. You'll give them water. You will sit them down. You'll talk to them. You'll let them know when the when, when how, how the process works. But when a client gives you a thousand dollars, you say she I mean, they got the product. Black businesses suck at customer service. We do not invest in customer service because we think we're entitled and think because the customer came and bought a product or service or food from you, that's enough. And you lose out on the retaining and the retention of customers and clients because you paid them. You 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 gave them good no service the first time because you think, oh, I got a good food. I got a good product. They'll come back. And your entitlement is what pushes them away because you failed to treat them like an investor. Now, if that same person walked into your a restaurant and said, I got $10,000 I want to invest into you, into your business, how would you treat them? You would treat them with the utmost respect. You would treat them with the utmost respect. Why is that? Because they're investing in you, correct? Yes, Well, what do you think a customer and client would do to you that stays with you 10, 15, 20 years? That same $10,000 they would have invested in you and wanted some dividends and profits back. These same people are the customers that will come and buy products and services from you over and over and over again, totaling out to sometimes even more than $10,000 if you treat them like an investor. That's why I always agree, agree with the buyer. I always agree with the buyer because if they were an investor, how would we treat them? If they call and they're upset and they invested $10,000 and they want an explanation, I bet you'll get on that phone. Hey, yes, sir. Um, matter of fact, I understand how you are. I listen. I understand your matter of fact. This is what I'll do. Okay. I'm going I listen. I'm going to give you a free meal. All right. And, and listen, don't pull your money. Hey, don't pull your money or don't give up on this. Okay. This is what I want you to do. Work with me here. I just hired customer support. Hey, listen, we're going we're going to get there. You'll be explaining your butt off. But when a customer spends a hundred dollars with you one time, you're like, it's just a hundred dollars. Didn't you spend that hundred dollars? Didn't that hundred dollars pay for your staff? Didn't that hundred dollars help you with your mortgage or your rent? Didn't that hundred dollars pay for your vacation? Didn't that hundred dollars pay for your lifestyle? Didn't that hundred dollars pay for your hair done, your haircut, your nails done? Didn't that hundred dollars help you with your daycare for your kids? So the same way you spent that hundred dollars with reverence, make sure you pay reverence to that buyer like they're an investor. Make sure you do that. Why is that important? Because all the customer got to do is spend $100 with you 100 times. That's $10,000 they invested to, into your business, and they didn't want no profits from you. All they wanted was good a good product. All they got to do is come spend $100 with you one time. That's it, 100 times. So say the customer came to you once a month. So over eight years, you got somebody to pay you $100 a month to come buy products or food or service from you. 
That's $10,000 they invested into your business. If you get 100 customers like that, $10,000, let's say $100 a month times 12 months times 100 customers, you could be making $120,000 a year every year just from 100 customers. Just from 100 customers. Not thousands of customers, Zeno. Not, not, not billions of customers, Zeno. A hundred customers can pay you $120,000 a year if your customer service is right. But when you don't invest into customer service and customer support because you fattening your pockets and you're expecting people. See, listen, when they come to you the first time, they give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, they building, they growing, they scaling. Okay. They come to you two or three times and you still got the same problem that you had the first two times. Now you don't respect their investment. Now you don't respect what the value that they're bringing to your life. Now you don't respect them enough to bring bring an environment that is comparable enough to house an investor. Because let me tell you something. Your customer is your investor. The best investor you can get is the investor that don't want to share profits with you. They just want your product. That's it. They just want good customer service. And when they're mad at you, deal with them with some dignity and some respect unless they get out of hand. You deal with it with care. You got to be a specialist and deal with customers like a professional. And stop having these nigga businesses. Excuse me. But we got a lot of nigga businesses. We got a lot of niggery going on. A lot of expectancy. You're supposed to support a black business. No, they don't have to support your black business, but they chose to support your black business. And because they chose to support your black business, you should treat them with support. You should treat them with care because they chose you. You ain't the only one making T-shirts. You ain't the only one cooking food. You ain't the only one doing digital and marketing. You ain't the only one doing videography. You ain't the only one cutting hair. You ain't the only one selling insurance. You ain't the only one doing real estate. You ain't the only one selling shoes, cleaning shoes, uh, doing hair. You ain't the only one doing nails. Notice that there are other people, competitors that are out there. And this is why people like going to white businesses. Because white businesses will invest in customer support and customer care. Because it's easier to sell a customer that's already your customer than to go and get a new customer. It's easier to sell a customer that already loves you than a customer that is a new customer. You so busy trying to get the new customer that you forget the cash cow of the one customer you got. But because your ego and pride get in the way and that ain't how I do business. You miss out on somebody that can bring you a lifetime worth of business. You don't know who that person know. You don't know who that person is connected to that can help blow up your business. Depending, be careful how you handle people because an angel may be in the mist. You don't know who can be your angel. Number eight. Number eight. Always look for a solution. I like that, Anthony. Customer service attracts customer support. 
Always look for a solution. You can't have, let me, let me, let me just start. You can't have premium pricing and shitty, uh, uh, low budget, uh, customer support. It don't add up. Now people are like, I mean, listen, you, you, I mean, you're, you're selling it for $5. You can't give them a thousand dollar service for $5 now. But if you're trying to charge a premium, you got to give premium support. Number eight, always look for a solution. Have a way to figure out the problem. Exhaust all options so both can have a win-win. Find out what your customer wants and give it to them. Is it your ego telling you no? Or is you just being prideful? What is it? What is it? Your ego in the way of your pockets growing. Always look for a solution. I tell business owners all the time. I tell business owners all the time. You don't lack resources. You lack resourcefulness. You're not resourceful. You want to get all this new shit. The new shit ain't going to help you. It's you. Y'all don't know. I go to the pun shop for everything. Everything in my office damn near uh, reused. I'm the pun shop king. I will go to a pun shop first before I go anywhere. Why? I'm resourceful. Why would I go spend $1,200 for, for a laptop when I know somebody bought a laptop out of their means and now they got to go to the pun shop and sell it for less because they need cash to cover their ass for, for, for not doing right with their money? I'm going to go get that for cheaper. Three. Show, show the camera real quick. Listen, our, our, our creative director just got this MacBook for 350. Why y'all trying to get it for 1500? 350. Be resourceful. And remember, customer service will keep you in business for generations. Customer service you can go to any industry with the same business name and people will rock with you because they remember how you treated them. They don't remember all the time what you did for them, but they remember how they felt when you when you treated them. Number nine. Care so much that you refuse not to close. Do not give up. Ensure anything you can to get them to buy a product from you. Care so much about your product that you know. Care so much. Care so much about what you do that you like, listen, I'm telling you, ain't nobody better. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what. I'm so cold, I'm going I'm to I'm do my due diligence for 30 days. I'm so cold with it. If I ain't changed your life in 30 days, if I ain't gave you value in 30 days, no big deal. Especially when you don't have reviews and people to back your work ethic. When you knew in the game, you got to give up the game. When you knew in the game, you got to put in the work. When you knew in the game, you ain't got nobody. You ain't got no reviews. You ain't got no testimonies. You ain't got no proof of concept. You got to say, listen, let me tell you something. Listen, if you, it, listen, let me tell you, when y'all go to like, like Benz, you go to Rolls Royce, you go to Ferraris and places like that. When you, when you testing out a product, a car, they say, Hey, listen, take it home. Just don't go over 30 miles. Just go over 50 miles. Take it home. Drive it. 
If you don't like it, bring it back. Test it out. See if you like it. They do that when you got money. Test it out because they know you're going to buy something. No big deal. Drive it. Smell it. Do what you got to do. Matter of fact, we'll bring a loaner here. Let you drive the same similar type of car. No big deal. No, so listen. Because they know you're going to buy it when you get in it. Number 10, you got to use your full arsenal of closes. Use everything. Throw everything at the customer that you think is beneficial to them. Y'all, let me tell y'all something. When we sell our, our courses, we give so much gain, people think they're robbing us. We give so much free stuff. We give so much free stuff that people really think they're robbing us. That's why people buy products from our financial and business institute. They say, I'm getting what for what? Oh, that's a rob. Let me go on and move now. I'm getting, I'm getting, and they give me, and it's a, for how much? Bet. Done. Why? Because in our closing strategy, we want to give you so much you think you robbing us. That's why we give game for free every day. That's why we give. That's I, listen. I'm 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 doing what I'm teaching y'all. Some of y'all have never seen me before in your life, but I can promise you, you're gonna go to my Instagram and you're gonna binge watch me. I promise you, you're gonna go to my Instagram and you're gonna binge watch. I promise you're gonna go. You're gonna go and look at anything I had. You're gonna go look at any content I have. You're gonna go. You're gonna go try to find me. I can promise you. Why do I know? Because that's the game I give. That, that, that's the game I give. That, that, that's the value of the game I give. Because I know for a fact I give so much game and I do it for free on a daily basis that when you go try to pay for something because you, you wanted to go pay for somebody else's business course, you're going to be like, wait a minute, they give me game for free, free. You can be like, Jay, give me game like for free, like, like, like for free, free. You can be like, Jay, give me so much free game. You going to feel guilty getting a business lesson or a business coaching session or buying a business course without coming to check mine out first. That's how that's how valuable we believe in impact. That when you about to go make a move, when it comes to business advice, finance advice, the very first thing you're going to remember is this lion in ABS. Let me go. Let me go to Brother Ben H. Let me. As a matter of fact, some of y'all are going to forget my name. And you're going to go binge watch all the BX stuff to try to go find me again. That's what it is. Some of y'all are new to me. Y'all gonna be like, oh man, this dude gave this dude gave game that people charge $250 for just for this one lesson. Thousand dollars for a four big corporation. Ben's watching. How do I know this? I know my market. So I give free game. Why? Because if I'm going to sell you a course, I gotta tease you and test you. I gotta let you know what you're gonna get. Think about what I'm doing, y'all. I am actively doing what I'm teaching y'all to do while I'm teaching you how to do it. <laughs> and number 11, always know 
You do not provide a service until you close. Always know you do not provide a service until you close. So many businessmen come, they be excited. Man, I just closed $20,000. Man, I just got this client. I'm talking about off the chain. And you got your hopes up. You excited. And I ask one thing. You get the check? Nah. But but it's going to happen, though. A week later, you stressing. Two weeks later, come by, you stressing. Five weeks later, come by, you stressing. Now you blowing them up, stressing. Oh, but but I got the, the clothes. The clothes on the way. Nah, bro. The clothes ain't on the way. You didn't get the check. Because there is no such thing as a close until a check hit your bank account. So you providing service to someone doesn't mean they're going to become your customer. So stop just giving. Come on. And a lot of y'all giving free service and free game to people that can't afford you in the first place. That's why you got to know your customers. That's why you got to know. And don't ever think a deal is closed until you got a check. That's why it's important for you to understand that. It's important for you to understand that. So I'm going to go back through it. Number one, number one, treat the prospect like a buyer. Number two, always know you can come to an agreement. Number three, always maintain a positive demeanor. Number four, always smile no matter the outcome. Number five, always treat a buyer like they can, but give them what they can't, what they need. Number six, always acknowledge the buyer, all buyers and parties included. Number seven, always agree with the buyer. Understand that the buyer is your investor. Number eight, always look for solutions. Number nine, care so much that you refuse not to close. Number 10, use the full arsenal of closes. And number 11, always know you do not provide a service until you close. And the last one, which is always the best one, always know. Can I tell you something? I love you. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. So what I want you to do, I want you to like, subscribe, tag, and share this video. Like this video. Subscribe to our channels. Share this video and comment the value that you got from this game because your comment with the tag is going to add and give value to people. And always remember that I love you and there's absolutely nothing on earth you can do about it.